What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And yes, we're late, we're late, we're late. But we got the Donovan Mitchell trade to talk about and how it could affect the Bulls in the playoff race. We'll get into all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, as I'm sure everyone has heard by now, the Cleveland Cavaliers have traded for Donovan Mitchell. They do uh, send Colin Sexton, Oche Abaje, Larry Markin, and a bunch of, of picks over to the Utah Jazz for um, Donovan Mitchell. Now, there's been a lot made about this. Like, you even see, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers had, took a big jump in, in, in their odds to win the NBA title. And I'm looking at this trade and thinking to myself that while Donovan Mitchell is a very talented player, a hugely talented player. Don't get don't get me wrong. I don't I don't want to overlook how talented Donovan Mitchell has been. But really looking at this, how is this going to really work out with 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 Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt together? You have two six one guards, while very talented, in the backcourt. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, Isaac Okoro's defense is going to be even more important now. It's going to be hugely important, as well as having Jared Allen healthy. What does Evan Mobley, what type of leap does he take in the second season? This is going to be an interesting team to watch, but for, but it doesn't put any fear in my heart. The Utah Jazz get a great package back. For, and, and they've gotten great packages back all, all season, right? So they get Oche Baje, Laurie Marketing, Colin Sexton, a bunch of picks. They now have 13 unprotected picks through 2029. Well, there's some that have swaps. There's some light protection on a couple of those. But for the most part, unprotected picks. The, the Utah Jazz in this are the winners in this trade. While the Cleveland Cavaliers get a better player than Colin Sexton, I, I do think that Donovan Mitchell is the better player. But when you look at giving up a young player like Oche Baje, a player that in me doing these draft profiles on this channel I was very high on his potential. You also send over Colin Sexton, who is a very similar player to Donovan Mitchell as far as size, how he gets his buckets, things like that. To add Larry Markin into that to a front court that now could have a, a not hugely talented, but a talented nonetheless front court in Walker Kessler and Larry Markin and young players in, in Walker Kessler, Oche Baji, Colin Sexton, all still very young as well as a bevy of first-round picks that they have. And they could be coming more coming for the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz did what most teams, most fans would want their team to do in a rebuild. They bring in some young talent that they can take a look at, maybe develop, see what they turn into, while also having some future bites at the apple with that number of first-round picks that the Utah Jazz have gotten over the course of this summer. The Utah Jazz have set themselves up extremely well going forward, and they have enough talent on their roster where they could be a fun team to watch even this season, depending on Colin Sexton probably isn't going to play most this season. The Utah Jazz move on from Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who led their team to five straight postseason appearances, but never got past the second round. And that is that's the area in which you're always afraid that your team may be not not bad enough to improve, but not good enough to be true contenders either. The Utah Jazz now, they go, they reload, they retool, and rebuild all in one WAP, and they're going to continue to be able to draft, hopefully well. Now, 13 picks, 13 unprotected picks, if they don't find a star in 13 picks in seven years, they only have themselves to blame for that, in my opinion. But going back to the Cleveland Cavaliers, our in-division team, 
I'm looking at this team, and while a very talented team, like I said, Evan Mobley could take a huge leap in year two. Him and Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro's defense, like I said, is going to be even more important on this team. They did bring in rookie, rookie Rubio. There's a lot of things on this team where they are going to be a fun team to watch and probably a tough team to beat at times. But I don't look at their ceiling being a championship team. I don't look at their ceiling being higher than the Chicago Bulls, in my opinion. I look at them being as a very good team that's well-built, that's going to play some well, but has some big limitations and liabilities. The Cleveland Cavaliers now have a backcourt of two players that, while talented, both need the ball a lot, both have very high usage rates, Donovan Mitchell's usage rate being almost 35 last season. To add to Darius Garland, both players that need the ball. Now, could Darius Garland develop more into an off-the-ball player? Could they use Donovan Mitchell in a role like we use DeMar DeRozan? And we see that, Don, that Donovan Mitchell basically is running the, running the um, offense. And maybe Darius Garland and his scoring versatility is coming off more screens, things like that. Do we see that type of thing? From the Cleveland Cavaliers. Listen, I don't care. I'm not a, I'm not a Cavs fan. I don't freaking like Cle the city of Cleveland. You guys know how I feel about the city of Cleveland. But with that being said, um, just really looking at the X's and O's of this. And could I be overthinking it? Absolutely. Let me be clear here. There's always some overthinking that goes into this analysis with basketball. But you have two players with almost a 30 usage rate just in your backcourt. Now, yeah, you have a player like Isaac Okoro who's very good, who doesn't need the ball, who isn't a scorer. And while we, you know, we talked about last week, like that rumored deal of Isaac Okoro for Kobe White that was Florida, it wasn't really a rumored deal. It's kind of like a speculative piece. But you look at this team now, and having defensive pieces is going to be even more important for this team because that backcourt. I talked about uh, uh, the Atlanta Hawks backcourt. And, like, yeah, while they do have a great defender in DeJounte Murray, you know, they only have one liability. Darius Garland is not that good of a defender. And that could be because of his size. It's not necessarily because of effort. And then you bring in Donovan Mitchell, who isn't that good of a defender either. So looking at those things, like they, they're going to have some holes that they need to fix. And roster construction is important. But Darius Garland, a 112 defensive right now, that is better than some of our players last season. But a 112 defensive right now. It's going to be really interesting to see what type of defense this backcourt can do because looking at our defense, looking at the defense that this team plays, with, with even, even with Io DeSumo out there, I'm not I'm not hating what that our matchup in the backcourt. Now the front court is a completely different story, right? I don't want to belabor that point or act like it's not an issue. It actually is. But what this team does with having two players with both around a 112 defensive rating last season, what this team is going to do is going to be a huge question how their backcourt is going to be able to stand up defensively. Front court, solid. Isaac Okoro, solid. He's going to have to, or he's going to earn every bit of his money. But if you're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Chicago Bulls, I still got the Bulls every single time. If it's in the playoffs, Bulls in six, Bulls in five. But I could be overthinking it. This could work seamlessly. Like, there are a lot of matchup concerns with DeMar DeRozan, and look how that worked out. So we'll see. But I'm not, I'm not too scared about this Cleveland Cavaliers team. Now, moving on from that topic, let me know down below, what do you think about the Donovan Mitchell trade? What do you think about the Utah Jazz this summer? But more importantly, do you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are now a better team than the Chicago Bulls after the trade? Let me know all that down below. But all right, let's move into the, a Chicago Bulls topic that we have. So Casey Johnson was 
on the Bulls Talk podcast, and he had this to say about Lonzo Ball's injury. He said, it's a fluid situation, and the last two times I've checked on him, I've heard more positive than negative. I'm saying with skepticism, what I'm saying is the skepticism that was earlier in the offseason has moved a little bit towards the optimism side. Now, he's not saying that he's going to be able to start all 82 games or that he's even going to be able to start at the start of the season, but it does seem like the optimism in the Chicago Bulls organization is rising around Lonzo Ball's ability to be ready to go. Now, without with that being said, like who's going to start in the place of Lonzo Ball? I'm going to ask you guys this question. Iota Sumu, Alice Caruso, and Goran Dragic, which I don't think Goran Dragic is as much, but I'll, I'll throw that in for the realm of possibility. I think that it has to be Io Sumu starting. When you look at what Io, the fact that you have veterans, you have DeMar DeRozan, you have Zach Levine, you have Nikola Vucevic, all scorers. You then have a player like Io Sumu who defensively, what he brings this length, athleticism, his even his shooting ability, hopefully that comes along a little bit more like it was in Illinois. But you have him and Patrick Williams then out there. Alex Caruso, to me, I know some people are going to say he should start. And yeah, is he better than Io Sumu? There's a conversation to be said there. But I, I like what... Alex Caruso brings as far as a calming factor with that with that Chicago Bulls bench. So I, I like that aspect of it. But if Lonzo is not ready to go, I think it has to be Io DeSumo in that starting lineup, in, in my opinion. And I do think that Io DeSumo and Patrick Williams are really poised to really have big seasons coming up for the Chicago Bulls. And I think that even with Lonzo maybe not ready to go by the start of the season, the Bulls can find some great success early in the season by the talent that's on this roster. I think sometimes this is this is what I have to say. I think everybody's made so much about what the Chicago Bulls aren't. And I understand that or what they weren't in the second half of the season. And sometimes people forget just how damn good the Chicago Bulls were when Zach Levine was fully healthy. Yes, when Lonzo Ball was fully healthy as well. We never really got to see the team with, with Patrick Williams fully healthy because he was still coming back from injury even when he was starting. And Kobe White wasn't there yet. But this talent has way, this team has way too much talent for some of the doubt that's surrounding my team in the Chicago Bulls. So what I'm going to say to this, everybody who has some issues or thinks that the Chicago Bulls, listen... I'm not I'm not here to tell anybody what to think and feel. You have a lot of people even on this channel that comment every time that they don't think the Chicago Bulls are going to be more than maybe an eighth seed. And what I got to say to you, if you're a fan of the Chicago Bulls and you doubt, hold on, bear down, be ready. And if you're an outsider, if you're not a Chicago Bulls fan and you think that your team is going to be, if you're a Hawks fan, a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, and you think your team is going to be better than the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> listen. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not worried about the Atlanta Hawks. The teams that I'm worried about are the Miami Heat, the uh, the uh, of course the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Definitely worried about teams like them. The Boston Celtics for sure. But that's the that's the the tier of teams that I'm worried about when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. You can give me your fifth, sixth, eighth seed expectations all you want. I'm not hearing it. I'm seeing red all day, every day. And I, yes, while I try to be objective when I, the way that I review and talk about this team, I have faith in my team. And I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at the talent here on this roster. And I'm saying that we, we the Bulls are going to shock some people this season. Am I saying we're going to be championship contenders? No, I would not say that. That has to be proven on the court. But even with, especially if Lonzo Ball is healthy, especially if Lonzo Ball is ready to go, Let's not underestimate, and let's not overstate as well, but let's not overestimate just what Lonzo Ball means to this team, especially defensively and with his shooting. What do the Bulls lack in the playoffs? Shooting. What does Lonzo Ball bring? Defense and shooting. I have faith in the Chicago Bulls team. Cavs trade, be damned. But to that credit, there are some people that now do think that the Chicago Bulls should have done more in the offseason. Now look at what a team in their division did. 
So I'm going to ask you guys this before I go. Do you now, with the trade that the Cleveland Cavaliers make, do you, does, it, does it paint it even more in a negative light of what the Bulls did or did not do in the offseason? Let me know all that down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.